0: good morning and welcome to 36 weeks 36 weeks is a weekly podcast meant to encourage workers as we grind laugh and drink together to get through the upcoming 36 week long school year i'm your host and this is week two you ready So last week we talked about kindness, this idea that if we are purposefully and intentionally kind towards others, the, the ways that it helps alleviate their stress and helps alleviate our own stress and actually feeds into certain chemicals in our brain that actually makes the world a better place and more importantly, <laughs> our workspace a better place. This week we're going to take a shift from kindness and instead focus on commitment. Now, I do recognize the irony that uh, I'm speaking on commitment, and this is going to come out significantly later than last week's. Week two coming out late is not the best thing to point to for a brand new podcast. But nonetheless, commitment is something that I've had an opportunity to actually do quite a bit of research on and to kind of talk to other people and pull from different sources to see what do people feel about commitment? What does commitment in the workplace look like? What does a workplace's commitment to the employee look like? And what does an employee's commitment to the workspace look like? There's a lot of different ideas when it comes to commitment. And what I want to talk to you all about today, as you go in through (laughs) the rest of your week, is what it means to be committed and what power that need for commitment out of employees has to kind of give you some recognition and help you see that you do actually have more power than you realize. So the question I want to ask you, while... I give you a minute to kind of just reflect this morning. What three to five goals or commitments do you have in your life? Now, I'm not talking about responsibilities because sometimes we're thrust into responsibilities and we have those whether we actively decide to or not. But when it comes to commitment, that's usually an active decision that we want to commit or we want to tie ourselves to this goal or to this role or whatever. What are, say, three or five of yours? Take a minute. Think about it. I think that when it comes to commitment, we sometimes accidentally come up with these really weird beliefs that if you, if someone else were to point at it, we would know that it's true, but maybe we're not actively thinking about all the time. But sometimes those commitments are things that we need to realize we cannot put our whole identity in, but at the same time deciding how do we know when something is worth our commitment and when it's not. I would say the difference between responsibility and commitment are kind of the way that I see my students. On one hand, my commitment level far surpasses what my basic responsibilities are. So for example, I'm responsible to make sure that my students learn these 4,383 assessment teaks that we have here in Texas. And that's my responsibility, make sure they know this stuff. But my commitment, is making sure that they are transformed from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And I tell them this every time. In August, I tell them, when you get to May, I hope that you look back on your life now and you see that you are a completely changed person because that growth is so crucial. That's my commitment. I make an active decision to do that. Whereas my responsibility you know, is when we make sure that we read the novels that we read and the essays that we read and the poems that we read. Responsibility is one thing, no matter what, I got to teach these kids. Commitment is what I decide how far that goes. So my, my main encouragement today would be that you're reminded if you're committed to something and it's something that you truly believe is part of your ethos, it's part of what you think makes you and it's something that you know is the right thing and the path and the direction that you want your life to go, then dig deep and keep that commitment. We so often make commitments and have to. we know that it's so important to honor those commitments because that's what makes us reliable and human beings and people full of integrity. But at the same time, you have to tell yourself sometimes it's okay because if you're like me and you have a tendency of saying yes too many times and then you find yourself in a place where the only only person that you can sell short is yourself, that is not going to make a long-term life where you can continue with these other commitments to the highest quality. Okay, so we've been talking about workforce commitment in ways where we're talking about just personally don't overcommit yourself, right? But different places of business, their number one priority in so many places are retaining employees. And I didn't really realize this until uh, I started doing some research on this idea of commitment and keeping employees employed and keeping teachers employed, and it blew my mind. Research actually shows that 600 U.S. businesses between 50 and 500 employees, kind of that's what their service study was, 63% of them said that retaining employees is is harder than hiring. Keeping employees is harder than actually hiring them. In, In fact, more than a third of all workers at all times are casually looking for a different job. Why is it that businesses have such a hard time driving home this idea of commitment with their own employees? So if 69% of the workforce in the United States says that work would be, they would work harder if they were more appreciated. That's in the way that they want to be appreciated. So if I could real quick dunk on school districts. So I've seen this happen where uh, we teachers and listen, don't get me wrong. We teachers have a lot of things that we complain about and sometimes we complain too much. I don't think that that's always the case, but there are on the ground level, a lot of complaints that get thrown around for no reason. That being said, It is notorious in every school district i've been to where we are asking pleading begging please listen to us teachers this is the things that these are the things that we want only to be greeted with our appreciation and our of our commitment and endurance to be met with coffee so here's what happens and maybe if you don't work in schools i don't know if this sounds weird to you or not but if there are teachers who teach and they know this to be true, what happens at least once a year, maybe twice a year, the superintendent comes through with this little school board and and these group of people and what they do is they come around, knock on your door, interrupt during your class, open the door and say, hey, we hear you and we appreciate you. And they hand you a burrito, hand you a coffee and then roll out. And like for some reason thinking that that is the key to our commitment or the key to keeping us, the key to keeping us happy. So the kind of appreciation that actually hits are when we see issues that are arising and then try to do our best to rectify those issues or rectify the workplace environments when they're not having the best of days. So if all that is just a bunch of random nonsense or statistics that are all over the place and you're just wondering, Mr. Johnson, what are you talking about? Here's what I would tell you. Employers, it will behoove you to keep the employees you have by trying to help them feel both appreciated, hear their complaints, hear the things they would like to see changed, and hear what it takes for them to enjoy their job, and then put your money into that. Employees, in the words of Snap, you've got the power. So here's my moment of encouragement for you. Keep in mind that keeping you is what most employers are fighting to do. It's like this weirdly well-kept secret that these big monstrosities, these big companies that are that sometimes feel like they can just take on new people, chew them up, and spit them out. What you really should be seeing is that if you are committed to bettering yourself in a workplace, bettering yourself by your skills, bettering yourself by persevering and working at being better every single day, if you're that kind of person, then companies want you. They don't realize you but they're out hunting for people like you so you have that power so go into work tomorrow recognizing that you have the power and ability and voice whether you realize it or not that when you start talking about the things that need to change right here well there's people listening whether they want to show it Each week here on 36 Weeks, we like to try to recognize a teacher that has impacted you in some way. This week, we're gonna be hearing from Scarlett about a coach that she had. Take a listen. Scarlett, who was your most impactful teacher growing up?
1: So my favorite teacher wasn't really my teacher, or most impactful teacher wasn't really my teacher. He was my coach. What was his name? His name was Coach Hammond, and he was my tennis coach, my freshman and sophomore year in high school.
0: Really?
1: And so I had to move between my middle school and high school year, so I was going to a school where I didn't know anybody. So that was really crappy, and I was starting high school. Yeah, yeah so it was scary in itself so I remember having my first day and I had to start late because I had to transfer and it was all this big mess Um, but my first official day it was like a really crappy day and then tennis was my last class Mm -hmm. and so we hadn't started practicing yet we were just meeting in the gym I pretty much didn't talk to anybody all day because I didn't know anybody. I was, like, super awkward. And then I went to tennis, and he was, like, probably my first friend in that school, which is really weird. But that was, like, the first time that day, and for, like, a few weeks that I was talking and, like, being myself. Um... And I just opened up the door for, like, having the confidence to be myself in other classes.
0: Is that why you remember him still? Is because that first day?
1: Yeah, and um, he also led a Bible study in the mornings, and he invited yeah. me to that. I know. And so I started going to that also. And it was just, like, again, opening the door to, like, meeting more people and, like, being able to make friends. They so
0: you found you friends.
1: Yeah. That's
0: pretty cool. It's a good reason to remember to care.